Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. This is the first episode of our International Month on DTLW Podcast. And today we are speaking with Her Excellency Dr. Rosalia Alteaga Serrano. Dr. Alteaga Serrano is the president of UNIL Ecuador and the executive president of Foundation Fidal, the first woman president and vice president of Ecuador. She is also a member of the Board of Advisors for the Global Chamber of Business Leaders and has this, 14 published books. I don't know how you do it, doctor, but uh, I'm so happy that you are with us today and welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Enrique. I'm so happy to be with you in this podcast and uh, ready to talk, to talk a little bit about some experiences and some probably some inputs and ideas. Uh, thank you for inviting me for this podcast. No, it's my honor to have you and thank you for joining us. And folks, today we will be speaking about women in leadership. Now, if there's anything that I'm passionate about is the diversity of leadership and women being one of those, I've learned the most. I'll tell you this right now from my women leaders throughout my life, and before we get into that conversation, Dr. Alteaga Serrano, uh, tell us a little bit about you. I was born in a city, not in the capital, uh, but in the south part of Ecuador. Ecuador is an Andean country, but also an Amazonic country. And we have also coast uh, to the Pacific Ocean. And we have also Galapagos Island. Then it's a very diverse country. And also there's a lot of diversity of people that will, will live here. Well, I study there in my own city, uh, school, high school and university. And then I had a master's degree in Brazil and I had the opportunity also to get involved in politics. But uh, before that, I, I used to be a teacher, a high school teacher. I started when I was 17 years old. And at the same time, I, I started to, to write for a newspaper. I don't know why. Or, or how they accepted me to be a writer at the editorial uh, uh, page in, a, in a mo the most important newspaper in my, my own city. Um, I started also to write some books, some poetry and poetic prose. And uh, well, after that, I, after a while, I get involved in politics. I was a councilwoman in my city. Uh, after I was uh, under Secretary of Culture of the country, and uh, I, I uh, get to be the first uh, female Minister of Education, Culture and Sports, then Vice President and President. Now I, I, I forget political field. I'm not more involved in political issues, and I'm more on the academic area uh, with uh, UNIR University, but also uh, working a lot with uh, different um, initiatives. For example, I was part of the editorial board of Encyclopedia Britannica that has the headquarters in Chicago. And I had uh, the big honor also to be a member of the board of trustee of the Library of Alexandria in Egypt. And um, I'm involved in a lot of interest and also environmental issues are on my field. I, I had uh, the opportunity to serve as the General Secretary of the Amazon Cooperation Treaty Organization. And well, I'm a mom. I had three kids, 
and also seven grandkids, and I'm very proud of them. What a wonderful background. And I, I, I was listening to you when you mentioned, I don't know how I got into that newspaper. And <laughs> after that whole trajectory, uh, those things were just made for you. And there are a lot of children, right, uh, in our communities, whether it's in the United States or it's in Ecuador or it's in Spain or it's in Cameroon, wherever the, those children reside. They're wondering what their future is going to look like. And I'm sure that when you was a child, you never thought, oh, I'm going to be the president. Never. <laughs> never, Enrique. Never. When, uh, because uh, you remember that every time the adults ask the kids, what are you going to be? What do you wish to be when you grow up? And at that time, when, when I was in my school years, I used to say, I will be an author. I want to be a writer. Because... I was since the beginning, since I have memory, um, I was a big reader. I read and read a lot. Then, uh, of course, I wanted to be a, an author. And um, I never imagined to be involved in politics. I never imagined that I would be traveling most of my time around the world and uh, be involved in lots of initiatives. My, my uh, perception was that I could be in my own city maybe forever. But it it was not. But uh, I think it's uh, it's fantastic the opportunities that life offers to me, and I take the opportunities and I fight for them also. And and it I had uh, not regrets about what uh, happens with my life during all this time. Yeah, and it's a wonderful life uh, as we can read about it. You have lived it, and I wanted to ask you, what do you think was the thing? in your childhood that kind of push you towards all of this adventure and uh, achieving all these different positions in life? Well, uh, when I was a kid, it was not mentioned ever that a woman can achieve a lot of goals. It was not even mentioned. Uh, I remember when I finished high school, my grandfather says, now for sure, now you are you have a, a degree, you finish your high school, now you go and learn how to cook because you probably will get married. And I say, no way, I'm going to study law. And he was teasing me all the time. But um, in my times, it was not in, uh, not not an idea even to, to be in politics for women. But I think I have, and I was very lucky because I had fantastic parents especially my father. He's a, a doctor because he's still alive. Um, he's in his 90. And um, he was the one that all the time was uh, saying to me, you can be whatever you want. And uh, when I remember my mom says, come and do things at home. And my father says, let her because she's good, uh, good student, uh, good on, on, um, on literary issues. Let her to do what she wants. And I never uh, feel in my own home that I could be stopped by, by someone. Uh, it, it was uh, really uh, uh, very, very important. But the other thing is that um, I, I learned a lot from books, not only from school, but I read about everything. Uh, I was very curious. And I think this uh, amount of knowledge that I get in my first uh, years uh, in school and high school they are with me forever. 
because when you know something it's it's for it's it's your your patrimony more than any physical or monetary things that you can achieve or you can have then uh, being in in this um, uh, city um, the third city of Ecuador uh, Cuenca is very special also and I think uh, the environment was good for me because I was surrounded by uh, family, uh, lots of family, and they are, they were all reading and talking about lots of things uh, when we have lunch or where when we visit the grandparents at the at the country house and things like that. Then I was very lucky, and uh, my school I think it was good uh, to provide me a lot of tools because they provide the opportunity to participate in in some contest uh, uh, with other students of other schools and high schools. And it was uh, really an opportunity maybe to train you to speak uh, in public and, and to do things. I love that. I, I love the fact that you had that in your home. And, and for those listening, you could potentially have the president of your country sitting in your house. <laughs> and if you don't allow them to explore the things that are coming from within them, what you could do is you can rob the world from another head of state. And so I love that you share that. God bless your father. Uh, still alive at 90. That's wonderful. Yeah. But, but, but for taking the time to invest and recognize, right? And I, I wish a lot of parents would recognize the potential of their children in their homes, because it really does matter. And then the environment, right? You were, you were surrounded by people and things that would encourage you. And so what a beautiful uh, thing to have in a life. I wanted to ask you what mindset, because a child and then a youth, and then you go in and you say, no, I'm going to law school. I'm going to study law. Uh, what mindset does, does it take? Uh, to get to the office of a presidency of a country? Uh, it could be a, a long story, but uh, I was um, all the time moved by, by a passion for education. When I finished the high school, the uh, rector of the of the school, of the high school, uh, she, she called me and I was a little scary about what she wanted to, to say to me because I was in the, in the um, uh, week before uh, the graduation. And I said, maybe I do something bad, wrong, but it was not. She called me and said, sit down. I want to propose you to be teacher here. And I was 17. And I said, my God, it's uh, crazy. Probably I cannot be a teacher because teacher is uh, an old person and things like that. But I accepted like a challenge. And I never, I never get uh, stop it to continuous working on education, even if when I was in the uh, position to be in, in, the, in the most powerful um, position of my country, I was thinking on education and values. Uh, I remember when, when I, I, had, I, I, I had to take the decision with my family, husband and, and kids, to move from the, the city of Cuenca to the capital of Ecuador, I was thinking, well, it, it could be for a year. But finally, we stayed all here in, in the capital. And sometimes I moved to live in Brazil and things like that. But um, I think um, 
Um, for me, it's very important when I assume the idea that I could um, could do something for my country, could do something for the people. And I know for sure that education is the big like elevator, social elevator um, that you can find the best one. And when we you talk about environmental issues, for example, you have to go to uh, education and environment. When you have to talk about uh, health problems, you have to talk about education and things um, uh, go on when you have a very clear the idea that you have to educate the people for this world and the future world that you we are going to have. Then it moves to me the possibility to do more things uh, for my people through education. And that's the reason that I accepted the to be a candidate, to participate, and to be on, on the positions. I love that. Don't ever back down, folks, from a challenge, but especially the fact that you bring up education. I am a meteorologist and oceanographer by trade, and so I know the value there is in getting educated and then getting exposed to the levels. And I love that you said, it is an elevator, and it really, truly is. I have been in circles and in, in, in meetings and environments that a young Puerto Rican kid from the mountains of Puerto Rico would never be, and it has all been through education. And I, so I totally agree with that and, uh, and your assessment in that. Education is available but not everybody has the accessibility. And I know that's something that you're working on, uh, bringing that type of accessibility uh, to everyone. Uh, but what are some things that women can do today to get them ready for greatness? About education, I have to add another word. It says quality education, because it's not all education, but quality of education and it has to be a lot with training teachers. That's one of the things that I uh, that I am doing here with Fidel Foundation and also with Uni University and other task and other institutions uh, where I work for. Uh, then quality of education. And the, and the other thing is uh, that the persons that want to be in politics, they have to to know that um, the, it's necessary to be prepared. Because it, it, if it's not like that, the country could be a disaster. Like it happens a lot in countries like ours, Latin American countries. Then you have to be prepared. Uh, you have to be uh, a lot, to do a lot with ethics, with values. Values and ethics are not old fashion. They are now fa uh, new fashion to be in ethics and to practice the values, uh, to be responsible, to, to fight against corruption. Uh, it is so important to, to be clear about what do you want to, to, to achieve with, in a political field, because it, it doesn't uh, has to be with a selfish idea. Okay, I, 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 I get, I, I am in the position, I, I want an election. Yeah, because it's uh, so fragile, so futile. And, but if you think about the main goals that you can achieve when you have the power 
of you have the possibility, you must think that you are uh, a person that want to help the others, to, to want to do things for the others. That's uh, something that you have to, to, to be very clear about when you, are, you decided to go into the political arena. I agree. Greatness, folks, will require some things from you that if you're not ready for, it could be detrimental, uh, not only to you, and based on your position at the time, could be detrimental to others. And so I, I totally agree. You must be prepared and that you do that every day, right? You do that every day. What your, what you, your habits are on a daily basis is what will allow you to understand if you're ready or not. Now there's a lot and could be a lot of young ladies, young girls listening to this podcast, uh, having a, a, the first female president of Ecuador and they're listening. And so what could they do today about their future? Uh, I think, um, especially women, we have to be very conscious about our power, to be very conscious about what we can do for the others. Uh, because uh, I think it is very important to work in our self-esteem. Many times we feel that you can, we can know that the others can do, that the men can do, but not us. Um, it's like uh, breaking the crystal ceiling. Um, it is so important to, to have self-confidence and also um, to work on networks because uh, men are very good for networks, in, especially in business uh, area or, or, uh, and also in political arena. But we uh, had the possibility to create big networks, not only with women, because I... I'm absolutely sure that we have to, to, to work together, men and women, all the society. Um, and also the other thing is to be very persistent, persistent, because uh, many times you feel, oh, I fail. I cannot do that. Uh, the other people can say everything. Now we have the social net networks that are very cruel, especially with women in politics. And uh, you can be like feeling that nothing is working on, but it's not true. You can go on, continue, uh, believe in yourself, uh, continue preparing yourself, and also uh, feeling that you can do for the others a lot. Then this persistency, be resilient, uh, be all the time preparing yourself, and believing in yourself is so important. That belief system truly starts in you. And I go back to your initial comment about your, your father and, and his uh, vote of confidence in you. Sometimes we lack that confidence. Sometimes we don't, we can't see the vision for ourselves. And there's this person that just says, you can do yeah. it. You can do I, it. And, and, and Enrique, I had, I, I was very fortunate because when I was not only a, a child, but even when I grow up, I have the fourth the four grandparents, both from the side of my father, both from the side of my mom. And I, because I was the first one, the first uh, um, uh, sister in my family, I have uh, another brother and two mother sisters, and I was the first one. And I had the opportunity to talk a lot with them and also with a lot of uncles and aunties and talk, and I learned a lot about, about life 
talking with them. Uh, then I had this opportunity that probably other people doesn't have because I was very lucky. I, I, I not only had contact with my grandparents, but also with my grand-grandmother double. <laughs> and, and it was fantastic because she taught me a lot about uh, family issues in the past, about uh, the, the rural environment with, where she grew up. And I think one thing the, that we are losing in this uh, nowadays in, in this very complicated and fast society is the possibility to talk with the, with the elderly people. Uh, because uh, many times uh, in the families, uh, people go very fast, don't have breakfast together, don't have lunch, to, lunch together. And then when they have dinner, they are with a cell phone. All the members of the family, they don't have the possibility to talk. You don't know what the, how the others are feeling, how the others are, are thinking. Then I value a lot the possibility to talk and in Latin America, we still have these big families, not only the parents and the kids, but also the grandparents uh, and also the cousins and others. Take the opportunity to talk, not only by cell phone, not only by social networks, but physically take the opportunity to talk. For me, it was probably one of the greatest experience and a big school for me to learn a lot from the past because uh, I, I say it sometimes when, because we have a school for leaders in, in, in my NGO and um, we, we have every year like sister students and we um, teach them a lot about uh, what's happening in the world, what's happening in, in Ecuador, how to do projects and everything. But I, I talk with them and, and I say the possibility to, to have this uh, richness to grow up and to 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 feel uh, how the this your surrounder is it is it is a big benefit for you for yourself for uh, how you you can grow up how you can increase and and make it a, a strong personality if you have have all this and probably many people they are not so lucky than me but you all always have some other people and older people uh, people that had more experience, talk with them. And you, the elder, take the opportunity to talk to you, the younger. It is very important. And um, um, well, I, I, I feel that uh, nowadays we are losing a lot these contacts, these close contacts, because of the complicated life that we are living. But even in this uh, very fast, fast uh, uh, going uh, world, we can do something. To, to improve and to better, to make it better, the personal and family relationships. And of course, it's very important to have friends. In, in all my life, I had good friends and I appreciate a lot the possibility to have the advice, to talk with them. Not, it doesn't matter the age, but you can, you can talk uh, with your friends and, and get some information and get some support. And sometimes only to feel that the others are close to you. I, too, was a benefactor of having my great-grandparents, and I spoke to them, and they used to tell me about the 1920s when they used to sell yes. cows for this and that. Uh, and I also have my grandparents. And so I do agree that that investment in family really does put us in a position uh, for greatness. And 
talking about greatness, there are a lot of women that are in leadership right now. And you just mentioned a school you have for leaders. Um, but yeah. these women are are striving, right? They are trying to make it to the next rung, to the next step. So what advice would you give them uh, to continue on that road to success? I want to tell what's happening in Ecuador. In, in Ecuador, since this election that we are going to have in August, an anticipated elections, the law says that the uh, people that is going, uh, that is uh, being candidate for be president and vice president, they have to be men and women or women and men. Then in the next future, we all the time are going to have or a vice president or a president of the Rep Republic being a female. Uh, and it's uh, very important. And uh, I think we are very uh, going uh, going forward with this um, uh, possibility that opened the law in Ecuador, the constitutional law and the, and the law of um, the political parties that says, and it's a obligation to, to have a binomial of men and women, women or, and men, and uh, it's going to happen in the next next August. What I can say to the to the woman, to the female that want to be in politics, as as I said before, uh, to believe in yourself, to be persistent, uh, not uh, to to be like down with the failure. We can fail many times, but at the end, you can win what we want. Uh, have the vision of the future to preserve the, preserve the world and also to be very aware that the society needs us, need women. Um, we probably see what's happening in the whole world and sometimes we are very sad because we think that it's a disaster with wars, with situations, poverty, corruption, uh, uh, now uh, climate issues that are coming uh, like climate change and things like, like that, then uh, we must work together and the possibility of women to be in a high position, uh, I think is, is better than, than ever. And we have to take the possibility, work for it, but also be conscious that all the eyes are going to see us and we have to behave, to behave in the better world, in a better way. And I love that your country is going towards that model for the highest offices of, of, of their country. It's, it's amazing how, and here in the United States, right, we just got our first female vice president. That is a total change for us. And I'm sure that our future will enable us to see more of a vice president president. And I hope to see that in my lifetime. Now, you are involved with many different things. GCBL is one that we're both involved with. Mm -hmm. So what do you have coming up uh, that people may want to know? And how can they get a hold of you if they wanted to have you speak with them? Yes, we are uh, mates in, in this organization, the Global Chamber of Business Leader. Um, and I think it's a great opportunity to to increase the network, uh, knowing a lot of people from different parts of the world. Probably without this chamber, we will never meet and, and talk like now we are doing. 
And um, I feel this all, that all these organizations are doing a, a good job working and putting people together and maybe uh, putting people to, to have uh, joint ventures to create a business for people of our countries and to create opportunities. Um, I'm absolutely sure that this global um, chamber of business leader um, that is leaded by our friend Dijan um, is going to, to, to have a, really a lot of success. Uh, I think already has a lot of success because we are knowing people from different areas, not only different countries of different parts of the world, but different areas, different careers, different uh, points of view. And it's so uh, rich for all of us to have all these inputs. Um, then uh, I strongly believe uh, that also um, the possibilities that we have now with the advances in science and technology, especially in communications, brings us all the opportunity. When we see what happens with the vaccine in COVID-19, uh, we said it's amazing because the, the teams were in different parts, parts of the world and they were together developing uh, the vaccines and uh, uh, they almost arrived at the same time in the different parts of the world. And also when you see uh, the list of Nobel laureates every, every year that the Nobel Academy in Sweden is, is giving the prizes. You see that uh, in the past it was uh, a man, usually a man, not woman, a man that won the prize, but now they are teams, two, three, four people that are uh, working together in the same, uh, in the same uh, creation, in the same uh, uh, research, and um, it is a team. Then the possibility to work together uh, like that offers and especially uh, during COVID and after COVID, because we learned a lot about platforms, uh, about how to get connected. I'm not afraid of uh, um, artificial intelligence. I think it's going to be a big tool for us to develop more the world. And I think, and I'm a great supporter of um, what people can do with research, with Im imagination, with ethics, because science and ethics has to go hand by hand if we we want to have our sustainable world. But the probably probably the problems are going to be solved. The problems that nowadays we have, and that's the that's a, a word of hope that I I want to give to the to the new generations that we have all these tools that in the past we didn't have, and then the tools has to be used for um, the good for good, not for bad, because science is an instrument and the instrument can be used for good or for bad. Let's, let's use uh, these tools for good. That's uh, my requirement to the new generations. Dr. Arteaga is also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We'll make sure that all those links are provided so that you can reach out to her. And folks, this has been such a, a blessing. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking this time to celebrate with me the International Month, the first episode of the, the month of July. And today's episode is sponsored by Fantail Services and Superpass, which are powering our website and app, Southern Sweet and Sassy Coffee and Harchester, London. And if you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, 
make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you have someone that you would like on the show or have a topic that you would like for me to feature on the podcast, please do so by letting me know at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you. Thank you very much, Enrique. And see you. I hope uh, soon we can, we can meet in person. Thank you. And have a good day and great month.